Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you repeated that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our show, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and that follow button if you're listening on any audio platforms. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 24 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before we even get deep into this episode, I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for letting me get on this platform another day. I want to thank you for your sovereignty, God. Your sovereignty never goes unmatched, and I am so thankful for it. And I'm so thankful that you take care of me, and you take care of the listeners out there as well. You treat us all as your children, and I couldn't ask for more from you, God. I thank you for letting me see another day, letting my family see another day, letting my listeners see another day. I pray that through this episode, someone overcomes whatever they're going through, and that they realize that they just need to go through it until they get to the other side. I want to pray for more of you and less of me, God. And I just pray that this episode heals someone. I pray that the power stays on as I am recording this episode. But I do thank you for the rain, Lord, because it will cool us down in this Gulf Coast area. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So like I mentioned in my prayer, it is raining right now. So if y'all hear some thunder or if y'all hear some rain in the background thank god for the aesthetics if you're into that but i was determined to go ahead and film this episode and you know we can't control the rain so i'm working around it so i just wanted to warn y'all of that but now that i welcome holy spirit into this room let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode So if you would like to submit any high and low moments that you've experienced through the week, you can do so by DMing us on our Instagram platform, Facebook platform, or directly to our email address. I'll be sure that all that information is on the screen. If you do submit those, you do have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast. And if you want us to pray for you in private, just let us know and we will definitely exclude you from the podcast, but definitely keep you on our prayers. So I did get one high submission for this week from Miss Make That Divine. She is a follower of our Instagram page and I always see her commenting. So I want you to know, girl, you are noticed and appreciated. But her high for this week is she is thankful for the gift of life and family today. And that is so magnificent, y'all. Y'all don't even know we're about to get into this episode, but this episode is all about family and the gift of life. So this particular comment was so divine, not even to pun her 
Instagram name, make that divine, but it literally is divine. So thank you so much for submitting your high moment for this week. So that is all the submissions that I have for this week. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into my high and low moments for this week. So my high is that I was able to see family this past weekend that I have not seen in years. And it was so good to see them. My dad's side of the family is kind of spread out. Some of them still stay in Alabama. Some of them move back to Philadelphia. Some of them stay in New Jersey. Some of them stay in Texas. They're all over the place. So I haven't been able to see them in so long. So the ones that I was able to see, I was so glad to finally see them again. And it's always good seeing family, y'all. Y'all need to stay connected to your families. And when I was able to see my family again, I was reminded of how much I look like them. It's so crazy, y'all. My mom's side of the family, they all look alike. But I actually picked up my dad's jeans and I look just like him. And all of the family look just alike. So I finally was in a family environment where I looked like everyone. And that does not happen on my mom's side of the family. So it was great to like look like everybody around me because that's something that I don't actually get to do every single family gathering. So it was good to experience that as well. So piggybacking off of my high for this week, my low for the week actually is a part of my high as well. And also my low leads into the biblical background for this episode. So this is something that is a little different because typically I tell you my low and then we go into the biblical portion. But I'm going to include it in this week's biblical portion. So let's go ahead and jump into the biblical background for this week. So I was able to see my dad's side of the family this weekend because my grandmother passed and her funeral was this past Saturday. My grandmother did live a full life. She was 80 years old. She had seven children and many, many grandchildren and many, many great-grandchildren. She was the matriarch of the Johnson family. But my grandma was ready to go. She was at peace during her last days of life. And that is something that my dad and his siblings are holding on to because she was at peace and was ready. And so the funeral was a sad experience, but it was also included in my high moment because I was able to see tons of family that I haven't seen in years. Funerals are one of the events where families actually get together if they haven't been together in a long time. So even in the midst of sadness, there is a high moment in funerals. But I just pray that the next time my family is all together again is a wedding because that's the other event where everybody gets together. So hopefully it's my wedding, sending prayers up. <laughs> but during the funeral, my grandmother's nephew, which is my cousin, my second cousin, actually, he had the honor of preaching her eulogy. And y'all, I did not know when he stepped on that altar that that eulogy was going to change my life forever, but it did. As I mentioned in the last episode, Life has been so tough recently, and I couldn't even put into words during the episode why life had been tough. I just said, life has been tough. And I thank you for everyone out there who prayed for me. Thank you so much. I so, so appreciate it. But I am able to give a little background on that now. So for the last couple of years, I've always developed seasonal depression around this time of year. It always starts in June and it stays with me until the fall season. 
in the fall, I begin to get happy because I love the fall colors. I love fall scents. Y'all know I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. So in the fall, things start to turn for me. And it's so weird because a lot of people, they tend to get seasonal depression in the winter. In the summer months, it's like what gets them out of the seasonal depression. But for me, it's totally different. I get seasonal depression in the summer. And during my last therapy session, I actually realized that the depression starts in June because June is the month that I start feeling down on where I'm at in life. So my mom's birthday is in June. My mom's birthday and Mother's Day, they're always two weeks apart. And y'all know everybody who has their mother or has experienced their mother in their life, you want to go up for your mother on Mother's Day. You want to show her the love and appreciation and get her exactly the gift that she wants because you want to show her how much she's appreciated. But during this recent season of my life, I'm not in the financial position to go over and above for my mama as I want to and then after Mother's Day is her birthday which is another holiday that I want to go over and above for her because it's her birthday she goes crazy for my birthday so I want to be able to do the same for her you know so because I'm not able to do for my mom like I want to on Mother's Day and her birthday I begin to get really down on myself because I'm not in the financial position that I want to be and I'm upset because I put myself in this situation and I'm mad at myself during those moments. So like I said, the depression sets in and it does trickle all the way to August. And for many, many years, I always realized that I was sad around my birthday. I never put depressed on it but I always knew that I was sad around my birthday if I didn't cry the entire year I was guaranteed to cry in the month of August and it was always usually the day before my birthday the day of my birthday or the day after my birthday so I've never been that person like excited for my birthday because I'm just like I'm gonna be sad anyway (laughs) I would always convince myself that my birthday was measly a nuisance to people and it made me feel very unimportant every single birthday so there were a couple birthdays where I didn't actually feel like this and those were birthdays that I had something planned so like my 21st birthday my mama did like this huge birthday celebration for me and then after my 21st birthday I did start going on trips. I went to Miami one year and then another year I went to Mexico and I really primarily planned those trips so I wouldn't feel that feeling of sadness that I always felt around my birthday because if I'm traveling and showing it off on social media, then I must be important. I must not be unimportant. So there's no way that I'm going to be sad around my birthday. But y'all learn from me. Don't try to avoid whatever it is that you're going through because that does not do anything but fill a void temporarily and it leaves you to debt if you're like me, if you're like going by any means necessary because that's what I was doing. So as y'all know, we're in the summer months and so that's why life has been hard because Mother's Day came around and my mama's birthday came around and then I realized that this upcoming birthday I am going to be 29 years old one year closer to 30 y'all and I am so excited to turn 30 y'all don't get me wrong now I know I probably have a lot of female listeners smacking their lips at me right now because they're like girl 29 is so young what do you mean but in my mind I'm like okay this is one year closer to 30 
and I'm not in the place that I imagined that I would be at the age of 30. Now, I've let go of the fairy tale of being married by 30 and having children before 30 because I've surpassed those years long time ago because little 16-year-old Shay said that she was going to have a husband and a family by 23 years old. I don't know what 16-year-old Shay was thinking, but I've accepted, you know, I am waiting on God for my husband and my children. But the part that I'm still having a hard time is where I'm at financially and what I've accomplished in life. And, you know, you have the people who tell you, like, who put these requirements on when you turn 30? But the thing is, I realize 30 means I am really, really into adulthood. And as an adult, I feel like I should be more financially stable. So I started to get down on myself because of that. And I started getting into the mindset of trying to figure out why was life worth it if I was just going to continue to be this lack of an adult, for the lack of a better word. That's how I can best describe it. So what I did when I felt these emotions setting in to my mind, I just spent the entirety of last week filling my time with distractions. Yeah, that thing that I fasted from. I dove deep into it. I was trying to avoid sitting in my feelings and getting past and figuring out what is going on with me mentally. I binged an entire show on Netflix last weekend, y'all, and I never do that. Anybody in my family can tell you I do not have the mental capacity or patience to binge an entire TV show because after three episodes, I need to switch to something else because I'm tired of what I'm looking at. I was like, I need to distract myself. I'm going to get into this show and I am just going to watch it and focus on the drama in this show and not the drama that's going on in my mind. I was able to muster up enough strength to get the episode out last week, but I wasn't able to muster up the strength to get the promotion out for last week. So if y'all follow on social media, y'all probably didn't even see like the sound clips or the snippets that I usually put on Instagram to promote the episode because I did not have the energy to create promotions for it and also to be completely honest that episode was so vulnerable I never wanted to listen to it again (laughs) so I was soaking y'all I was soaking in my feelings I did however muster up enough energy to make it to my grandmother's funeral so I could pay respect to her and also say goodbye to her so I'm at the funeral and I'm sitting down with my family and my cousin gets on stage to begin the eulogy and my cousin tells us to turn to Joshua chapter 3 now I gotta be honest when he told us that I was like dang I ain't got my bible but I had my bible app on my phone so I always encourage everybody to make sure you download a bible app of your preference so you always have the bible available to you now if you're not familiar with Joshua chapter 3 this chapter does talk about when the Israelites crossed the Jordan River headed into the promised land which is Canaan Now, prior to the eulogy, I had read the entire book of Joshua already. And this chapter stood out to me in my original reading because in my mind, I was like, oh, this is Joshua's Moses moment because y'all know Moses parted the Red Sea and the people walked over the Red Sea. And so in this chapter of Joshua, the same thing happens, except it's not the Red Sea. It's the Jordan River that is parted and the people cross over 
the river. So I'm like, oh, this is Joshua's Moses moment. I put that in my Bible, Joshua's Moses moment. But I realize now that God wanted me to recognize this particular moment as Joshua's Moses moment because he knew that I needed that memory for June 25th, 2022. God is so sovereign, y'all. So in verse 12, God instructs the people to choose 12 men from each tribe. And then once the men were chosen, the priests were to carry the Ark of God across the Jordan River. Then in verse 15, that's where we see Joshua's Moses moment. It says, as soon as the men reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mess. Now, one of my cousin's focus scriptures for his eulogy was Joshua chapter 3, verse 17, which says, The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. And this is also my focus scripture for this episode. Because let's really break this imagery down right now, y'all. The river is parted. We have water on the left, water on the right, and the ground is dry and the people are passing through. But in the middle of the river, you have the priest holding up the Ark of God because it has to stay there until all the people have crossed over. We see that the people are crossing God didn't tell the people to go the long way and go around the river to avoid crossing the river, okay? He actually parted the sea so the people can go directly through it. And this is something that my cousin pointed out in his eulogy. He said, God purposely had the people go through the Jordan River and not around the Jordan River. Now, let's think about if the people actually went around the Jordan River. I actually took time out to look at a map to see how long the Jordan River is. And it's massive, y'all, because the Jordan River on one side connects to the Dead Sea, and then on the other side, it connects to the Sea of Galilee. So you have to go around those two to actually avoid crossing the water. So how much longer would it have taken them to get to the Promised Land if they decided to go around the Jordan River and not across? the Jordan River. This would have caused a huge delay in reaching their promise. My cousin's message to make it plain is at times God wants us to go through the river and not around the river. He wants us to go through the river. The river is our adversity, our trauma, our pain, the difficult times in life the things he's trying to deliver us from, that's what the river represents. He wants us to go through that so we can reach our promise on the other side of the river. We don't go through our river and go around our river. We're avoiding those things in our lives and we're choosing to go the long way through things instead of facing it head on head first. Now, going through The adversity, the difficult times, the trauma, the pain, going through those things are terrifying. I can speak. It's terrifying. Like, I don't want to go through these things. It's hard. It's mentally draining. 
I don't want to go through it. But the thing is, God made a path for the people to go straight through it. He could have just told them, hey, build boats, then go across the river on the boats. He said, nope, I'm going to make sure I make this thing easy for them. Hmm. That's what God does when you're going through something. He said, I'm going to make it easy for them. I'm just going to part the sea, make sure the ground is dry, and have them go straight through the river. Because that's the kind of God I am. So to give you an example, a real life example, currently I'm going through the process of becoming debt free, which is why I'm not in the financial position that I want to be in because I'm focusing more money on paying off my debt because it's going to be better for me to be out of debt in the long run. So I'm making the sacrifice now to put more money towards my debt. So my Jordan River right now is my debt. But God has cleared a path for me. And he wants me to go straight through that path. So, yeah, at times it's really, really hard to not be in the financial situation that I want to be. But God has a path for me already. So it's not as difficult as it could be. I'm not on the side of the river building a boat to go through it. I'm going through it with the sea parted and the ground dry. So an example of that is as I'm crossing through, my bank account may have $10 in it. But, hey, look, I just paid a credit card bill off. Or another example, in this bank account, I may have $5 in it. But, oh, look, my credit score just went up. It's the end of the month. (laughs) And my car needs gas. And I don't get paid for another two weeks. But then, boom, a cash app comes through with $100. More than enough for me to get gas. These are all real life examples of what God has done for me in this debt free journey. So I'm being obedient and becoming debt free how God intended for me to be. And he's making a way as I go through the river. He's making sure I'm not getting wet. He's making sure I'm not sticking to the ground. He's with me as I'm going through the river. He doesn't have me going through it the hard way by saying, oh, well, I don't want to go directly through it because I don't know what may happen as I cross that river. So I'm going to just sit on the side and build me a boat because I know that's the safest way to go. No, I'm trusting God and I'm going to go through the river. So like I mentioned, going through can be so terrifying. But we have to remember that when we're going through, the ark of the Lord is right there in the middle of our river and we know that the Lord is our protector our healer our sustainer our provider our promise keeper so we know that if we keep going through that river once we get to the other side I promise it's going to be right there on the other side just like he promised so whatever adversity may come up as you're going through the river God is going to be there blocking that adversity Not enough money in the bank? Huh, he got it. $100 cash app. So sis, go through your river so you can get to the other side and grab your promise. Don't be like the generation before this generation of Israelites where they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. You don't want to miss your promise and wander like they did going around your river. Go through your river. He's given you the path to go through it. So go through it. And as my cousin was breaking down 
going through your river, I just knew God was speaking directly to me because I'd feel my week full of distractions going around my river. I didn't want to go through the feelings of being where I was or go through my birthday or I didn't want to do all of that because it just seemed hard. So I was going to sit there and sulk in my emotions and distract myself. I was going to go around my river, like I mentioned, as my cousin was preaching his eulogy. God was telling me, get out of your rut, my child. I need you to go through this thing. I need you to get to the other side. So you can get what I have promised for you. So you can see the benefits of going through this river. Don't let the enemy distract you right now. You're halfway through. You're passing right by me in the middle. We're face to face, my child. Keep going. Keep going. The enemy knows you're halfway through. So he's trying to distract you from the path that I've paved for you. He's trying to stop you from doing what I had planned for your life when I put you in your mother's womb. Don't let him win. Your life is worth it. Keep going through it. Because it's not going to always look like what you're going through. It may be a slow process to you right now, but you got to remember. My time is not the same as your time. Just know that at the right time, like Ecclesiastes says, at the right time, it's going to happen for you. So just keep going through it, my child. This is what God was telling me. He was saying, as you go through that river, all three of us are going to be right here with you. And that's God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. So Jesus is going to make sure you're forgiven for any sins that you've done. While you're going through this river, Jesus covered that for you. Holy Spirit is going to keep you focused and keep you away from the things of the world that can make this journey a little bit harder as you're going through it. So don't worry, my child. I got you. Go through it. And when you get to this river, your life is going to be a memorial stone. Now, if I just lost you with the memorial stone, let me come back there and find you and help you out. <laughs> so if you move on to Joshua chapter 4, that's where we see why the 12 men were chosen. So the 12 men were chosen to get a rock from the middle of the river and carry it to the other side. And then they were to build a memorial so the future generations could look at that memorial. And if they asked their parents, why are those rocks there? Their parents could tell them, oh, this is when God parted the sea and led us to our promised land. And verse 6 specifically says, in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? God was setting these stones up for the future generation and also for the current generation. So when they're having a tough time over there in the promised land, they can look at them stones and be like, okay, God got us here. He can get us wherever we need to go next. He can get us through this situation. And this stone was another key point of my cousin's eulogy. Because fun fact, my grandmother actually had 11 siblings. So with her, it made 12 of them. And my grandmother was actually the last sibling to pass away. So he used the stones as a representation to us, the family, to look back at how they lived their lives to continue to live our lives walking with Christ or learning from the mistakes that they made. So it was a great eulogy. I wish I had recorded, but I didn't. But the stone part spoke to me as well because 
my life is going to be a memorial stone for the next generation. So I'm going through this debt-free journey right now so my child doesn't have to go through the debt-free journey. I can teach them, hey, hey, child, do not spend money on this credit card. Only spend money that you have. Only use credit cards in emergencies. And then another stone in my life is this podcast. So many, many years from now, someone might get on this platform and listen to this episode and say, oh, I got to go through it. Or, oh, I got to let this scapegoat go. Oh, I can't backslide. Oh, I got to rest. Just some of the episodes I've done recently. They can look back at those episodes and learn. So what I'm going through right now, I just need to continue to go through it. Because it's bigger than me. Yeah, I'm going to reap something from it. Because when I get to my promise, ooh, it's going to be so good, y'all. But also, this promise is going to be displayed for all of the people in the next generation. God placed me in this world to make an imprint on someone's life so they can look back and see that stone. And I don't know who that person may be in the next generation, but I want to make sure they see that stone And they see the life I lived and they see that I went through it. And I want them to see how much I trusted God during that process, how much I was obedient to God through the process and how he stayed with me during the process. So I can't give up now. I don't want my stone to say, oh, she did all of this and then she just gave up on life. No, I don't want my stone to be that way. I want my stone to show how faithful God is how much she got through in this life and how much she stuck and trusted with God through her life. So what is your stone going to be? Think about that. So sis, go through your river and pick up your stone and place it on the other side where your promise is. So you can look back and see that stone and be like, oh yeah, God got me through this. And then also the future generation can look back at your stone and see the goodness of God. So I know this message was for me. And I thank God that he is so intentional and so sovereign to make sure my cousin preached that eulogy to encourage me to keep going through it. But I know it's for someone else, too, because I know how God works. He told me to get on this podcast and teach this ministry because someone else out there is going through the same thing. So I want to take a moment and pray for you right now. So, Father God, I want to thank you for your sovereignty again. I want to thank you for the healing of whoever is listening to this. I pray that you give them the strength to go through it. I pray that they realize that they have you, Holy Spirit, and Jesus behind them, ahead of them, and right beside of them, God. I pray that they realize that you're holding up both sides of that river and you're keeping that ground dry. You've made the path for them, so they need to go through it. I pray that while someone may be sitting on the side of the river building a boat unnecessarily, that they stop the building and they just go through it. I pray that if someone is traveling around that river, trying to avoid everything that deals with that river, that they stop avoiding it and they go through it. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for your guidance. I thank you for your deliverance. I thank you for providing through our river. I thank you for the strength that you give us through our river. 
And I pray that this podcast just helps so many people. Actually, I pray that it helps the one person you intended for it to help, or the multiple people. But I thank you for the strength to get on here and preach to them about this God and speak to them about this God. And I pray that they take heed to this episode. And I want to pray for the people who may be in the middle of their river right now, God, and they want to turn around. I pray that you help them keep moving, get to the next point of their river. I want to pray for the people who are almost at the end of their river. I pray that they don't give up right now, that they just keep walking. They're almost there. You tell them that they're almost there. And for those people at the beginning of their river, give them the strength. Help them see what's at the end so they don't think about everything that they have to go through as they're going through it. They only focus on the end. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you, God, for this message. And I pray that it truly helped you. Now, if you happen to be out there and you cannot remember a time where you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, right now is the perfect opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. To become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. So, like I mentioned, right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as simple, you're now a part of the union of Christ. And we are so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first essential step that you want to take is to join a Bible teaching church. If you cannot find one in your area, I always leave my church's live stream link in the description box below. Where we go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. And the second essential step, I believe, is to purchase our Reborn workbook. That link will be down below in the show notes. And it's going to be very vital in your new walk. And for any existing believers, if you want a refresher, that book is going to be great for you as well. Now, before getting out of here, y'all know I have two questions. What is your key takeaway from this episode? And also, did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, please comment in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, please answer in the Q&A portion of the app. Y'all know I want this podcast to feel like a small group. So hearing from y'all means so much to me. So that's all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank y'all so much for listening to me. If you're watching this premiere on YouTube, I see you. We see each other. And I thank you so much for spending time with me in the chat. It is so nice talking to all of y'all. And if you are listening on any of the podcasting platforms, thank you so much. I do ask that you leave a review because it does help the ministry go a long way. And y'all, do not forget, I am so close to a thousand subscribers. I think I'm only 23 away. So if you tell a friend, 
and then tell them to tell another friend and they tell another friend I can be there in no time so be sure that you are subscribed I think I'm gonna do a giveaway when I reach a thousand subscribers because it has really been on my heart to give away a bible so I think I'll do that around that time and then no matter where you're listening be sure to share this episode with five of your friends it's really essential to getting this word out so people will know to go through that river and not around that river and then remember if you do have any prayer requests you can send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com and we will always be in agreement with you and if you have any high and low moments for the week that you want to share you can submit those to us at our instagram platform facebook platform or directly to our email address so i'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here i want to thank y'all so much for spending time with me again i pray that this video found you blessed and i pray that it left you even more blessed but in the meantime in between time as always be obedient and i will see y'all next time ciao